Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome back to Inside Arsenal. It is Monday and what a lovely Monday morning it is. I hope wherever you're watching or listening to this around the world, you are having a very good start to your week and you certainly should be after what we all saw yesterday at the Emirates in North London. Arsenal 3, Liverpool 1. What a huge, huge win that was for Arsenal. Very difficult to sort of play down the significance of a victory like that and a performance like that, I would say. So there is plenty to get stuck into in today's show. I did do my sort of instant match reaction and player ratings from the Emirates yesterday. I'll go over my ratings again. Have made a couple of little tweaks to them, having come back and watched the game again and studied it a little bit more in depth. Always difficult to do that when you're in the stands and you're jumping around in the intensity like uh, like it was yesterday. So plenty to discuss. Uh, got some some of you guys get involved as well. You wanted to share your opinions on what you saw. So I've got some of, some of that sort of stuff to discuss at the end of the show. Plenty to get stuck into. So let's get going. Shall I? I mean, it was just a brilliant, brilliant day. It really was. You went into it. You knew how big a game this was for Arsenal. They basically had no room for error. It was, it, it was <laughs> as I said yesterday before the game, it was very, very close to being must win. It was certainly not a must-not-lose game, but it was very, very close. You felt it was very, very close to being a must-win game, given they were five points behind Liverpool already, but not just Liverpool. You've got to factor Manchester City into the equation as well. And had Arsenal lost yesterday and been eight points behind Liverpool, but also six points behind, you know, potentially six points behind Manchester City, with City still to have a game in hand and Arsenal having to go to the Etihad, that would have just felt too much for them to make up. So they had to avoid defeat. They really did need to win, in all honesty. And with they did in fantastic style, absolutely deserved that victory yesterday. It was one of the best, if not the best performance of the season against a team who arrived having only lost one game in the legal season. Top of the table, full of confidence, full of momentum. And it was just a game that perfectly demonstrated how good this Arsenal team are. And I think it is easy to forget how good this Arsenal team are. And obviously the, those two defeats over the Christmas period to... Uh, West Ham and Fulham left a sour taste and it you know I think it changed a lot of people's opinions on how the season was going but you look at how Arsenal were performing and you look at how they performed yesterday you go back to how they played against Manchester City they are a very very good team they are incredibly difficult to beat and they will score goals and they scored the goals yesterday and they got the win that they deserved and there was a lot to like about the performance especially given the pressure they were under going into that they knew what was on the line they knew you know, they just knew they could not afford to lose that game. And sometimes when you're under that sort of pressure and you know what's at stake, it can be difficult to deal with. But there was no real sign of them struggling to deal with that pressure. And um, they just played very, very well. I thought Mikel Arteta's team selection was spot on. It was what I was expecting, apart from obviously the the injury to Gabriel Jesus, which changed things with Kai Havertz had to play up front. But aside from that, it was kind of what I was expecting. 
um, from Arteta. I thought that Jorginho was going to have to play. Um, felt like a game for him. Thought he might play more as a two alongside Declan Rice, which is what we saw in the FA Cup. He did that again, and obviously it paid off. And I'll speak about Jorginho a little bit later on the show. But Arsenal just on it from the start. You know, they were so they were so intense in that first half, just like they were in the FA Cup game. But this time they got the goal, and that was crucial. Bukayo Saka obviously scoring, brilliant move by Arsenal. Havertz going through, not the best of finishes from Kai Havertz. Um, uh, keep a save, but Saka was there to to score and one 0 and it was absolutely what Arsenal deserved at that point and they played so well in the first half but then obviously conceded the goal right on half time which was just incredibly incredibly frustrating after all of that hard work after put, putting in a performance like that to go and concede a goal <laughs> in the manner that Arsenal did and he just stood there at half time next to my dad for 15 minutes just like I cannot believe we've done that it was the most Arsenal goal to concede after producing a such an ex, expert performance against the Liverpool team you know a catalogue of errors going in. I'm not going to sit here right now and dissect that goal a lot. I, I I felt after the Nottingham Forest game on Tuesday night, we spent so much time talking about the goal Arsenal conceded. It seemed to be all the focus was on who was at fault, what was going on, why did Arsenal concede a goal, rather than actually enjoying a win. It was just all about the goal that they conceded. And, you know, you can you can look at what went on in that game. Was it David Ryan's fault? Was it William Saliba's fault? My, my view on it was probably, it was Saliba should have dealt with it more. He was a person in control of that situation he should have cleared it yes Raya probably could have come out for it but you know Saliba was looking at him he could see he wasn't coming so you just clear it at any point in the game certainly with just a few seconds and a half remaining you're the defender you've got the ball at your feet you take charge of that situation in my in my view but look I thought Saliba was brilliant I thought David Raya was brilliant and I'm not going to sit here and criticize any of them I don't care I really don't after a win like that so I'm not going to do it um it was just a disappointing goal to concede and you thought and then what was frustrating at that point for me, I was sitting there talking to my dad and it was like, you just knew how, what the changing rooms were going to be like at halftime, you know, having up Arsenal been so good, dominated so much, played so well to go in at 1-1 after conceding such a sloppy goal. You could just imagine what their changing room was like, how down they were. And then you imagine what was going on in Liverpool changing room, who knew they'd got away with one. They knew they'd been completely outplayed and yet they went in on level terms. They would have been absolutely buzzing. And you, so you kind of, you just felt that. Liverpool were going to come out buoyant at the start of the second half. And it's exactly what happened. It was their best period of the game. That sort of 10-minute spell, they had a couple of chances, a couple of shots that went just wide. And you're sort of watching that unfold, like, oh, no, here we go. But to, I thought Arsenal really deserved credit for the way they fought their way back into control of that game in the second half. And they dealt with such a, you know, a, a real body blow of the, the goal that they conceded, the way they dealt with it and got themselves back on top and went on to win the game. I think they deserve an awful lot of credit for that. It was obviously a bit of luck with Martinelli's goal. Well, that's why when I talk about Arsenal's goal and the goal Arsenal conceded, yes, you can, you know, pour over it as much as you want, decide, you know, who was at fault. But miscommunication happens in football at any level. It happens, it happened then, and it happened with two of the very, very best in the business in Van Dijk and Allison for Martinelli's goal. Um, so it can happen. It's always happened and it will continue to happen. And Martinelli, fair play to him. That's the that's what you get for chasing what looks like a lost ball. You know, keep putting the pressure on, keep running. Martinelli did that all game. He did not stop working and he got his rewards in that moment. Obviously, a catastrophic error from the two, an awful miscommunication between the goalkeeper and the centre-back, but Martinelli was there to finish. Um, and I see the noise in the stadium when that went in. And I thought Arsenal saw that game out really well from that point. They played professionally, they played, they had a real sort of, um, it was a seniority, I thought, the way they played and they saw that game out. It just really, really impressed me. There was no there was no panic. You know, you thought, oh, Liverpool are going to 
throw everything at Arsenal in this situation. But it, it never felt like that. You know, Arsenal kept him at arm's length the whole way. And then they went on and got the third goal through Trossard again with a really great cameo from Trossard coming off the bench. It was a brilliant goal. Lovely little run down the left. Yes, again, he got a slice of fortune with the goal, with the finish going through the keeper's legs after the slight touch from Van Dyke. But he earned that luck himself, that the way he worked down that left-hand side to open up the opportunity. And yeah, it was just brilliant scenes when that goal went in. The noise, the noise level, um, the celebrations. It was just a fantastic, fantastic moment. And it just allowed you to see those final few minutes out of stoppage time, not having to be nervy. And that was a really nice feeling to have in the stands, being able to actually know that the game was done and dusted and, um, you know, not having to survive any late, late set pieces where they could have forced an equaliser or anything like that. And you look at the stats. I mean, this is from, again, Scott Willis from CanitStats.com has put it together. You know, there is stats doing around where Arsenal had an XG of about 3.5. But I think, I don't think that's correct because one of the chances in that game was it was Havertz in the first half, but he was clearly offside. The flag went up and he had the volley and uh, Alisson saved it. And that counted towards a lot of the XG stats that you saw at the end of the game, but it really shouldn't have done because he was offside and the flag went up. So it shouldn't have counted. And Scott's stats here, the way he's done it, he's taken that chance off for Kai Havertz. So the expected goals were 2.3 to Arsenal and 0.5 to Liverpool. I think it was the lowest XG Liverpool have had um, in sight almost since records began in the Premier League. And that's what I talk about at the start, how good this Arsenal team are, how difficult they are to play against. You know, they did that with Manchester City in the home game. They've done it against Liverpool now. Um, and if they don't, if they just stop doing stupid things and conceding stupid goals, they're just they're defensively they're such a fantastic side, and yet they still manage to find ways to concede in silly goals, which is a bit frustrating. Um, but you know, it was just a really top quality performance at both ends of the pitch. It's exactly what Arsenal needed, and uh, and yeah, they got the job done. And as you can imagine, Mikel Arteta was absolutely delighted with what he saw from his team, and so he should be um, because it was top performance. And I thought Arteta got deserves a lot of credit he got that team selection right he got the system right and um and he got a performance out of his team that he would have worked very very hard him and his coaching staff would have worked very very hard on in the build-up to the game and they all delivered and this is what he had to say after the match it was an extraordinary game I think it was an incredible performance from the players and our people the atmosphere that we generated in the stadium is the best I've seen this season we demanded that we had to go to a different level and connect it again to the demands that this league has in every game. And they have responded in an unbelievable way. And I think the players left absolutely everything. They put their heart and soul into every ball. And I cannot be any prouder because I know how difficult it is to beat this team, how much you have to suffer, all the preparation and how much they have to process to try and do what we did on the pitch. So a big thank you. Arteta, absolutely delighted. And as I said, he should well be. And he talked about the atmosphere there. And there's been lots of talk about the Emirates atmosphere in recent weeks. And it has been a bit flat at times in the last couple of months. But yesterday was just, it was so, so loud. The crowd were on it from the start. You know, Arteta had called for it before the match and um, and the fans delivered. It was an absolutely electric atmosphere. It was so loud in there. And um, yeah, just thoroughly, thoroughly joy enjoyable thing to experience and um yeah I can imagine that Mikel Arteta would be what he was you could see afterwards the way he was talking he was very very proud of what the players delivered and like he said it's very hard to beat Liverpool and Arsenal now taking four points from Liverpool in the league they've beaten Manchester City in the league they've beaten Manchester United at home in the league you know they they're doing it in the big games this season again it's just frustrating you keep going back to those defeats against West Ham and Fulham where Arsenal would be now if they hadn't have suddenly sort of put those two performances in over the Christmas period. But I mean, it's been and gone now, so you can't 
sort of there's no point looking back too much, but it's a little bit frustrating. Uh, but Arteta absolutely delighted, and so he should be. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I talked about, you know, Arteta getting it right. And I felt this was always going to be a game for Jorginho. I thought Jorginho and Rice would play together in that sort of more as a pairing like they did. And they were just so good. I mean, Jorginho, I don't understand how Jorginho honestly has really any critics in amongst the Arsenal fan base. I know football's an opinion-based thing and everyone has opinions, but he's just been a fantastic, fantastic signing. He really has. He's barely put a foot wrong since he's come into the team. I think yeah, the, he made the mistake against Tottenham earlier in the season, but that happens. It happens to absolutely everyone. It happens to the very best players in the world. You'll get caught in possession at some point and it'll lead to goal, but He's just been so good since he's arrived. And in, he, just a big game player as well. He was exceptional yesterday, Jorginho. An absolutely top-level performance. Mikel Arteta is saying he's been playing with an injury as well for a uh, for a long, long time as well, which makes his performances even more of a, more impressive. This is what Arteta said after the game about Jorginho. He said, it's a game I had in my mind to imagine him to play um, and because of how much we were going to need him. It's a team that doesn't really allow you to put the fifth player in that front line with the way they play. And Georgie's a really intelligent player. His biggest quality is he makes the people around him better. He connects everybody and he was unbelievable. I think he was man of the match. I've always said that he's an example, a role model. He's been in a lot of pain as well because he has an issue that he's been carrying for months. He didn't want to stop. He's been playing with that. He's been training as the first one in and the last one out. And for all the kids, for everybody at the club, you want to look in the mirror at somebody, just look at him and how he behaves. He's won everything. And if you ask him not to play or to play one minute like last week, he's happy to go there. You ask him to play 98 minutes at the rhythm and he's able to do that. So I'm really lucky to have players like this. I just think he's been a brilliant signing, Jorginho. Absolutely. Mikel says a role model. He's a coach, basically. When he's not playing, he's coaching the players. Um, just money well spent. And I would 100% extend that contract, take the option up, have him for another year. I think it'd be really disappointing if he goes at the end of the season because he's clearly still got so much to give. Um, doesn't have to be a starter every game, of course. Uh, and he's not a starter in every game. But when he does come on and when he does play in his big games, and he produces those sort of performances that he did yesterday, alongside Declan Rice as well, who I thought was equally as good. I did give um, Jorginho, my man of the match, but I gave both him and Rice nine out of ten. You know, Rice's performance levels have dipped a little bit in recent weeks, not to any sort of poor standard, but just maybe dipped a little bit below that exceptional standard that basically he has produced since the moment he walked into the club in the summer. But he was back to his very, very best. Absolutely, him, those two, they dominated that midfield, and um, that's where Arsenal won the game, in my opinion. It was those two, uh, and that yeah, fantastic performance from the pair of them, and um, for Jorginho, just another huge game. Little bit of an injury worry, of course, um, from the match. Like I said, Jesus missing out yesterday, um, was with the team, did go to the hotel. It made me laugh that um, there were rumors circulating in the morning that he was out, and then the video <laughs> appeared of the team going for their pre match walk before the game at the team hotel, and Jesus was there. 
And it's just me being very cynical, I think. But I would not be at all surprised if Mikel Arteta was well aware that the rumours were already out on social media that Jesus wasn't going to play. And so he said to him, right, you go out and walk with the team just to um, maybe throw Liverpool off guard a little bit and create a little bit of doubt in their mind as to whether he was going to play or not. Because that is something absolutely that Mikel Arteta would do. I have no, <laughs> and I wouldn't surprise me if that is what happened. Um, so he was out. Obviously, Mikel saying it's just hopefully a few days with him. This knee injury that he's continuing to suffer with. Zinchenko went off at half time, felt something in his calf again, which was a shame. I thought I thought Zinchenko was playing really well in the first half. Although Trent was finding a little bit of space at times over on the right hand side, that was always going to happen. But I thought Zinchenko had a had a decent first half and was shaping up to have a good performance. So that was a shame. Fingers crossed, it's not too bad. Saka limped off in the second half, took a knock on the ankle. Mikel saying he should be fine. I think he got a kick. I think on the ankle or the back of his foot but he should be fine. Not, I didn't think it was Saka's best game at all yesterday. I thought he struggled to really make an impact. Obviously, he got the crucial first goal, um, but he didn't have the best of performances. I didn't think Saka... Um, no, he wasn't terrible by any means, but uh, I thought he struggled a little bit in that game. One of the few Arsenal players who really did, but fingers crossed, they're all, uh, all going to be okay. The good thing is, if Zinchenko is out for any sort of period of time now with his calf injury, good news is Tommy Asu should be available for the game against West Ham. Um, having now obviously come back from the Asian Cup after Japan were knocked out. I'm not going to spend much time talking about this. I'm barely going to talk about it. In fact, I'm actually going on BBC Five Live uh, very soon. In fact, they want me on to talk about uh, <laughs> Gary Neville and uh, Jamie Carragher's comments and the, basically the criticism of Arsenal celebrating yesterday's win. I think it's utterly, utterly pathetic. I really do. I don't think I put a tweet out yesterday. I think it's such gutter punditry to even make that a talking point. After a win like that, to spend time talking about how players celebrate on the pitch or how a manager celebrates a goal, I think it's so pathetic. And as I say, gutter punditry. It's just chasing engagement. It's all it is. You know, I don't how can that be a talking point after a performance and a and a game like that of such magnitude? You know, Arsenal lose that game, they're out of the title race. It meant absolutely everything. And so they were allowed to celebrate for about two and a half minutes on the pitch after the pit, after the game. It's not like they were out there for 20 minutes or doing anything. They were on the pitch for about two and a half minutes after the game celebrating. Martin Odegaard picked up a camera and celebrated by taking photos of Stuart, who the players all absolutely love, who's a massive Arsenal fan, who is, you know, lives and breathes Arsenal. He's been the, been the photographer for 30-odd years. Just go and watch Ian Wright's clip that he posted on social media yesterday. And it's it's just spot on. It's perfect. And honestly, for Neville, for Carragher, for all of those who think that that, it just shows the level of punditry that we've got in this country now, that that is a talking point after a game like that, rather than actually analysing the match properly, looking at what was good, looking at what was bad, looking at the players, looking at the game state, looking at some of the moves that led to the goal. Instead, you spend five, 10, whatever minutes talking about how you celebrate a goal and then you clip it up and you put it all over social media because you know it's going to generate engagement. It's embarrassing. It really, really is. And yeah, it's all I can say. Gutter punditry. It's all I can say about it. I really, really do. Okay, player ratings wise, before I move on to get some of your reaction to the game, like I said, I tweaked these a little bit um, from yesterday's immediate post-match reaction, having gone back and watched the game and looked at it a little bit more in depth. Um, David Raya, I thought was exceptional. Whatever you say about the goal, whose fault it was, his, Saliba's, whatever. I thought he was brilliant. David Raya, I thought he claimed, he claimed every cross that came in. He saved pretty much every shot that came his way, not that they were too hard. His distribution was just exceptional throughout. I thought it was a really top-level performance from David Raya, and I gave him an eight. 
Okay, I thought Ben White was excellent down the right hand side. It gave him an eight. Saliba as well, although I think the goal was certainly a large part of the goal was down was down to him. I thought he was brilliant, and I'm not going to sit here and hammer him for that goal that Arsenal conceded. Just like David Raya, I thought they both were brilliant. And uh, so I gave Saliba an eight. Gabriel was an eight. Zinchenko, I gave a six. I think I could have easily given Zinchenko a seven. Just the fact he played for 45 minutes, I've given him a six. But I think that's quite right for people to potentially think he should at least have had a seven. Because I thought a lot, he did a lot of good things in that Arsenal performance in the first half. And he was key to the first goal as well. Um, so he could have got a seven. But I've just given him a six because he played for 45 minutes. Declan Rice and Jorginho, both nine out of ten for me. Jorginho was my man of the match. Just shaded it over Rice. But both of them were exceptional. Um, Gabby, I've knocked out. I think I might have given Gabby a seven yesterday. I put him up to an eight. Um just tireless performance. That run was so electrifying in the first half down the left. I don't know how Saka didn't head that in. It's such a shame he didn't head that in because it would have been such a brilliant goal. It was just electrifying. Just head down and run. That's what you want from your winger. And um, I always thought this was going to be a decent game for Martin Martinelli because there was going to be a lot of space to attack. And there was. And he did it really well. And he loves playing against Liverpool. Um, and so, yeah, I've knocked him up to an eight. Saka, I gave a seven. Odegaard, I gave a seven. Uh, Havertz, I thought I thought it was a brilliant performance from Havertz. I really did. Yes, he should have scored when he went through. It, I never had any confidence he was going to score. His finishing clearly is not the best, but given um, he came into that game relatively late, you know, they would have the whole week would have been done with Gabriel Jesus playing as a central striker. Then suddenly, because of a late injury, Havertz goes in. He gave Canate and Van Dijk torrid time throughout. You know, they knew they were in the game. He just did not stop working. He was a pest. Um, he just kept going, kept going. You know, he got Canate sent off with that. Um, and yeah, I just thought he played really, really well, Kai Havertz. I really enjoyed that performance from him. I wish he'd scored when he went through one on one. I think his performance warranted a goal. Um, like I said, I just never had any confidence he was going to score it on his right foot, though, I have to say. Uh, but yeah, I thought he played really well. I think he deserves an awful lot of credit. Substitutions who came on, I haven't got them listed there, but Kivior, a brilliant performance from Kivior at left back, should have scored. Would have been a brilliant goal as well had he put that header any any sort of either side of Alisson. But excellent performance from Kivior. Um, and uh, so I gave him an eight as well. Trossard, you know, just brilliant from Trossard. Did exactly what Mikel Arteta would have asked for him when he came on. And uh, yeah, deserves a lot of credit. Gave him, so I'll give him an eight as well for his goal. Um, so there my player ratings from the game. I hope you all agree with them. Sure, you probably won't because no one ever does when it comes to player ratings. But that's what I've given all the Arsenal players. Okay, now moving on to some of your questions and comments before I wrap this up today. Tarika there says, exceptional performance. So proud of the boys. Dominated the informed team in Europe. Happy Monday, Gunas. Sea Lord says, we didn't make any signings this January, but I think the performances of Kivior, Trossard, and in particular, Jorginho, showed just how good our January window was a year ago. Yeah, 100%. I think it was a very good window for Arsenal. Matt says, match reaction. Hi, Charles. I hope the voice is a bit better this morning. I hope it is. It is still very, very croaky, but I hope it's, it's not too annoying to listen to. Uh, it says, I thought Jorginho was absolutely immense these games. It's games like these that Jorginho really shows his worth and what he brings to the squad. The experience, the poise and the calm that he brought to one of the most intense games in the calendar was just second to none. We seem to be crippled with injuries to key players for big games, but I thought Jorginho was so, so good. Agree 100%. Matt, thank you very much for getting in touch. Here's one from RSN5. says, thanks Arsenal for spreading the joy during my COVID recovery. That is a huge victory against a very good team. Incredible performance by the Gunners. Hope you're feeling, you're not too bad there, RSN5, and you're recovering from COVID. Hope, uh, like you said, much needed boost for you. Hopefully gives you a sort of shot of energy in the arm as you continue your recovery. Um, 
Agri1032 says Martinelli really loves playing against Liverpool. He does, doesn't he? I think it's five goals now for Martinelli against Liverpool. It's more than any other team he's scored against since arriving in England. That's what you want from your players, scoring the big games. Martinelli's doing that against big, big teams. Uh, Jurgen Klopp once called him the talent of the century, didn't he? Must hate seeing him uh, every single time turning up against Liverpool. Gordon says, thanks, Charles. Great result. Definitely a man of match performance from Jorginho. Just so calm in the middle of the park. Loved watching Martinelli put the burners on and drive past Canate in the first half. Another big challenge next week. Our most recent bogey team, West Ham. Yeah, 100%. I was talking about this after the game yesterday on the way home with um, a friend of mine who's, who I met at the uh, Paddington Station, actually, on the way home. We were talking about it and saying... It's so important Arsenal going back this victory up now by winning at West Ham next week. You know, Arsenal played West Ham twice this season. They've lost both games, one in the League Cup, one in the at the Emirates, obviously in the league. They need to they need to respond to that this week. It'd be awful if you go and win this game against Liverpool, get your momentum and then go and throw it away against West Ham next week. It's a really huge, huge game. As big as last week, as big as yesterday was against Liverpool. This coming weekend against West Ham is even bigger now, in my opinion, because you have to back this win up. You cannot let it go to waste. You have to go to West Ham, win that game and continue this momentum that you've got from a performance and a victory like the one we saw yesterday. All right, that's it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for watching or listening. As always, I really do appreciate it. Um, have a great Monday. You should do after a win like that. If you can't enjoy a Monday after a win like that, then when you're ever going to enjoy a Monday, I'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again. You want me to discuss anything, any comments, opinions, questions, let me know in the comments below. I'll pull them together as always and get some of them in conclude, uh, included in tomorrow's show. Until then, everyone, have a great day. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye.